Welcome back to Gen X and Gen Z Talk Reality TV. I'm Alex. And I'm Hannah. And today we're talking about Survivor 44, Episode 8. I think we are officially at the merge. What do you think of the episode? Well, Brandon went home and I'm kind of mad about it. I'm not mad at all. So I liked Brandon. I liked watching him play. I liked his loyalty to the Orange team. I didn't like that he thought he was calling the shots, but I think it would have been better if he would have stayed longer. So I think I have figured out my problem with Brandon's overall game because there's been a lot of times where he does stuff, starting from the first episode with him finding the idol and then telling the whole tribe about it. And then again, at the reward with Danny and Carolyn, when him and Danny are like bonding out and he's just straight up telling Carolyn to her face that he doesn't think she's doing a good job in the game. Stuff like that, where I've been like, what? why is he sort of off in a way to me? Like, why am I not totally vibing with this guy and his gameplay? And I think it's because he plays a very like on the surface game, thinking that he sees everything that's going on. He thinks, well, this person told me this, so it must be true. He doesn't dig deeper into anything. And I think that because of how this vote happened, the whole episode is him thinking he's on top of the world. He's got his alliance with Kane and Jamie and Lauren, and they think they're in the power position, which they were. But then it's like, do they not think that anyone's going to try and fight back? I get what you're saying, because I was also thinking it was interesting that they took Jam Jam and Carolyn and Carson as just working with Ratu. I think the Ratu team thought Carson was a Ratu person and that he didn't go back to being with Purple. And I think that shows that Carson is playing a really good game. Yes, that's something I noticed too, is that the former Orange team, whenever they would be talking about their alliance, they would include Carson as a number. And then whenever the former Green tribe would talk about like who's working with who, they would always put Carson back in with Carolyn and Jam Jam. So either Carson is more open with the former Green tribe or they're just smarter in the way of they picked up where Carson's loyalty is. Because Brandon and his whole crew always thought Carson was with them. So that's why I'm like, are you not thinking of other possibilities? And it's interesting you said that. I had two thoughts when you were saying that. One is that when they considered Jamie, they didn't consider Jamie as part of the green team. They also put her back in the orange team. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say next. But that even proves the point further of like Brandon and Kane are like, yeah, obviously Jamie's going to work with the team she started out with. That makes sense. But then how come they're not applying that same logic to Carson? Like, oh, Carson's going to work with the old purple tribe. I think it has to do with the fact that they just so think that Carolyn and Jam Jam are like non-issue, non-valuable, non-players. And so Carson has something to add to the team so they take him and then carolyn and jam jam are throwaways so purple actually didn't exist at all i mean that's kind of the sense i got yeah it's just so upsetting that's always how i feel about how carolyn and jam jam are getting treated and i really was starting to worry about that this episode because i'm like oh my gosh i think they've done a lot in the game and if they get to the end i still feel like people aren't going to give them credit for it it's like, I want people to realize that they're playing the game, but also not really because 
then they might target them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally know what you're saying. And also, okay, so I've been a fan of Brandon because I really admire his loyalty and his strength. But now I'm about to say this, which sounds like something Brandon did that wasn't so great. First of all, the way he did treat Carolyn at that journey that they had, and then it seemed like he and Danny were going to be bros. So maybe Brandon did think that he was safe because the bro code was going to be happening. But the other thing that Brandon said during the episode, which I thought you might want to think twice about that dude is, I forget who he was talking to, but he said, well, Jam Jam owes us for saving him. And I think Carolyn will just do whatever Jam Jam says. And I was like, wait, what? You think Jam Jam's calling the shots for Carolyn? I don't think so. Yeah, that's what made me think like, oh my gosh, you're you're not even treating her like a, a person. And I think the thing is you, you keep saying you like Brandon because of his loyalty. Like, I don't really care about that in terms of a, a game like Survivor. I just feel like there's a difference. Like when I look at people like Carolyn and Jam Jam and see their loyalty, that to me makes me feel something because I'm like, they are going to be great friends and that's beautiful to watch. But with Brandon, it's like, what, you're just loyal to people because you happened to be on the same, start out on the same tribe. Maybe it's being edited out but I don't see that he has these like super strong connections with the people from the former orange tribe I just think that he likes working with them because they listen to him like how we were talking about oh are Jamie and Lauren maybe doing more than we think right now I don't know I think Brandon just liked the fact that he had people following him and I think it also goes to what you were saying that maybe he's playing more on the surface because maybe that conversation that he had with Danny at that journey feast, they had that conversation like, yeah, you and I should stick together. That's just the way it is. Brandon might have just took that as like, that's the way it was going to happen. Like that was gold. That was in stone. He can move on now and do something else. Whereas the game is like fluid and always changing. So you have to like consider many different options of what could happen. And yeah, he ended up going home because of that. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean is he doesn't check in. We didn't see him ever check in with Danny like, hey, are we actually going to make something of this? He sort of just like believes people at their first word, which is so weird for Survivor. When I'm saying like he doesn't go a step further, I also mean like they didn't split the votes. They didn't even think about that. And I'm just confused on... So Danny had an idol and he told Heidi about it. And then Heidi told Jam Jam and Carson. And I know we saw Jam Jam think about telling the former Orange Tribe about it, but did he not actually ever do that? I think that Jam Jam must not have, which that shows huge trust with Carson and Heidi that Jam Jam did decide not to reward Brandon, Lauren, and Jamie for keeping him last week. So then was Brandon and his alliance not aware that Danny had an idol? Because they didn't split the votes. So like, how did they not think about that possibility is what I'm trying to say. Totally. Now that you bring that up, Brandon should have known that Danny had an idol because Matt told him that Danny had an idol and that Matt had the fake idol. They had that whole conversation last episode. And not only that, Jam Jam was there, but also Kane was there. And Kane is on the orange team and Kane is smart. So Kane also knew that Danny had an idol. So if they thought that Jam Jam was voting with 
orange and Carolyn was going to vote with orange, I don't know why they wouldn't have split the votes because they knew an idol was there. I guess it just goes back to Brandon just trusting Danny that he's a bro and he would know he wasn't in danger and he wouldn't obviously play it for Franny. Yeah, it's like they didn't even consider anyone having an idol. They didn't even consider, oh, should we use Lauren's extra vote? I think we're giving Kane too much credit this entire time. Kane in the beginning, they're all like high off the fact that they got Matt out and and they're talking about how they're going to stick together and be loyal. And Kane's like, we're going to be the first alliance to like actually do this. He said that. And, I'm, and as soon as he said that, I'm like, okay, well, you're going home. And he didn't, but his closest ally did. And when he said it, I didn't understand why he was so positive that they had the numbers. I mean, I'm doing the math on my hands and I'm going four red two, six other people. Why are you so cocky? Yeah, because because Brandon thinks he has Danny in his back pocket. They think they have Carson. Like, they're not thinking that these people have lives outside of them. It's like that friend you don't talk to for a long time. And then they text you three months later thinking that, like, you've done nothing since they last talked to you. It's like I have an entire life by myself. Yeah. All right. Maybe Brandon had to go home. So... Since we're on the subject of, you know, the bros thinking they're going to work together, Danny used his idol on Franny. And we've kind of been talking about like, okay, who's making dumb moves and stuff like that. I think I've come to the conclusion that Danny is very smart. He can be a bit douchey sometimes, perhaps, but I don't think he's dumb. He didn't let his paranoia get the best of him to use the idol on himself, which he easily could have just to be safe. He used it on Franny, which now bonds them even closer together and keeps a number in the game. He didn't just work with Brandon just for the heck of it. I think he's playing a pretty good game. I was really surprised that he played the idol for Franny as planned. Yeah, uh, that respect on that one, because it it really could have gone terribly wrong for him. I mean, plus Franny's a bro now, so. (laughs) And before Tribal, when Danny is talking to Carson about the plan. There's that moment where Danny realizes Heidi told them about having an idol and he's like getting worried that Jam Jam knows because he thinks Jam Jam's gonna tell and Jam Jam didn't end up telling. But I just feel like Danny's read on the game is really accurate as opposed to the people who are on the former tribe who aren't thinking about what other people are doing. Jam Jam did consider telling the former Orange tribe about Danny's idol. So Danny, to like question that for a second, was correct. I have a question about the original plan. At the very beginning of the, after they're coming back and they're getting all the mud off of them, somebody, I think Brandon is talking to someone and somebody else, not Brandon, says the word Franny. And I thought it was Carson because they, the camera showed all of the Red 2 members in the water. So Brandon had to be talking to someone. And the reason I bring it up is just because we talked about how Brandon wasn't aware that the game was constantly changing. But if that was Carson and Brandon originally planning Franny to go home, then Carson is completely playing a fluid game because he went from the plan with Brandon to get Franny out to the complete other side to get Brandon out. I don't remember if Carson said Franny but I do remember him agreeing to it like being told Franny and then automatically agreeing and being like yeah whatever you guys think is best but then also 
Brandon had a similar conversation with Heidi and Heidi was like, yeah, I'll do whatever, you know, I'll write whoever's name you want me to write down. And he said, Franny. But that's again where I'm saying like, so you think people are just going to listen to you? Like, how do you not go around thinking of other scenarios? You just think you're going to tell everyone who all came from different tribes who all have connections outside of you and they're all just going to listen to you? Yeah, if it looks like his an easy vote. It's not an easy vote. So that's definitely something we've learned from past survivors. Okay. I know you were kind of mentioning this before about Jam Jam, but I think it is really good that he didn't tell the old Orange tribe about Danny's idol because then it solidifies more trust with like Danny and Heidi and all them when before he was kind of like floundering by himself and I think if Jam Jam told everyone about Danny's idol they maybe could have gotten Danny or Franny out and it would have been an exciting blindside for one tribal but then I think the next time Jam Jam would have then been the biggest target because they would be like wow what is this guy capable of he's a wild card yeah I totally agree I think that it's important now for Jam Jam and Carolyn and to some extent Carson although I don't think Carson can stay under the radar but I was gonna say that they should just keep flying under the radar and be underestimated I think that's their best strategy to continue moving forward however I agree with what you said before though they're gonna have to have some big moves with their name on it at some point but now it's just too early and I think that big move for Carolyn and Jam Jam will probably be to take Carson out because I think if there's ever a scenario where it's the three of them in the end which I don't really think that's possible but I just think Carson's gonna win if he's there I think 100% he's gonna win so they cannot be sitting there with him I have never seen a survivor before where one person keeps just spilling the strategy to the other side and then just going, oh, shucks. Yeah, shoot. I shouldn't have done that. Carson has done that like four times and no one has ever gotten mad at him or thought it was gameplay or anything. Yeah, literally no one blames him. I was yelling at the TV when Danny's like, so you guys know about the idol? And Carson's like, yeah. And Danny's like, was it Heidi? And Carson's like, yeah. And then Carson's like, and Jam Jam knows. Like, he's just like saying everything. No one ever points the finger at him. Yeah, it's the craziest thing that I've ever seen. He does seem like such a trustworthy person. And when he tells Danny that, and Danny is like, seriously freaking out which he should be because then that was a big decision it literally could have been his game on the line and Carson goes but I I don't think Jam Jam will tell them and it's like all Danny had to rely on then was Carson's word that he doesn't think Jam Jam's gonna tell them but part of me is like okay is Carson actually like is this not even Carson's game or maybe it's like a, just a blend of the two of who he is as a person because even that moment where him and Jam Jam are talking and when they're getting water and Heidi walks up and she's kind of asking how they think Carson looks at Heidi like wide-eyed and is like honestly we're really worried like if anyone else said that she would be like oh god they're not with me you know they don't trust my plan but he's able to just say exactly what he's feeling yeah, the other thing I thought that was interesting about that conversation was Heidi talks to Carson and Jam Jam at the at the water well, and she says, listen, I'm going to tell you something I shouldn't be telling you, but Danny has an idol. And she says, I didn't know that before. I would have told you before. So clearly, Heidi has been establishing relationships with, as she says, the misfits. And 
they are her priority above Danny, which was kind of cool to learn. I know. I'm really starting to love watching Heidi. And I feel like she, as soon as they merged, she was probably like, where the heck have these people been the whole time? Like, she, yeah, she keeps calling them misfits. She's like, seems like she's already really close with them. She's probably looking at her old tribe like, what the heck? I wish I was with these other people. What's interesting, though, too, regarding the old tribe is Danny asks who they should vote out. Heidi called Brandon. That was Heidi's call, and they all went along with it. So to pull the strings behind the scenes and get something done, like, that's survivor play. Yeah, I think I was a little more impressed with Danny in this episode than I normally am. Well, I was impressed with him in the episode until we got to the challenge, and he farted all over everyone. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, God. That's why I, I thought it all back. Oh, my God. When he went Jeff and Jeff's like, Danny. I thought it was, oh, my God. Because before, in a bunch of past seasons, when they do those challenges where they just have to be, like, standing there for a long time out in the hot sun, one person will always start talking to Jeff to annoy the other people. So I was like, oh, God, here Danny goes with his firefighter stories about all his bros back home. But then he farted. Yeah, he went back down the ladder on that one for me. But I did like the fact that he wanted to get Lauren out and then he had to work with her. And Lauren is, that was just so fun. I was cheering so loud because Lauren's like really worried that no one wants to be partners with her. And she's saying she's going to be the weak link. And then she goes up against three guys in the last round and she wins. Like that was really exciting. And like she, it came down to her and Danny and she beat Danny. Yeah, that was pretty great to watch. So Jeff is cheering them on. When Jeff says, what do you want your kids to see? What a question to ask Lauren and Danny. Because Lauren's a teacher, so she has all of her kids that are in her classroom. And she's a mother. So she has her own children that will be watching and be proud of her. I cannot tell you as a mother how motivational that would be to think of my little girls at home watching and being so proud of their mama and Danny's daughter's four months old so that was probably way less motivational I think Jeff actually encouraged Lauren I don't think he did it on purpose but I think he could have made a difference in that moment yeah I mean Danny's daughter wouldn't have been able to understand it when she's watching it but maybe that would mean a lot to Danny to to hear that since that's what he's out there doing it for but yeah, I agree that it was probably really motivational for her. And I liked at the end when she's just so excited and Jeff's trying to put on the necklace and she thinks she's giving her a hug. And he's like, hey, I'll give you a hug, too. And she was covered in mud. Yeah. So, yeah, Jeff's such a trooper. Well, it's the least he can do. They're out there <laughs> sleeping in the mud. Oh, my God. Little diva Jeff. <laughs> OK, the last thing I'll say, and I hope that this is the end of this because Matt is gone and now he's been gone. For over an episode, every time Franny said one peep of a word, walked by the jury stands, even breathed, the camera angles cut to Matt, just smiling from ear to ear every single time. Can we be done with this? He's not even on the beach anymore. 100% agree. And you can tell by his face that he's so proud. And I don't know that Franny cares. Yeah, I want that to be done as well. Like, let's play the game. I will say the duo I would like to see even more of is 
Carson and Carolyn because of the challenge when Carson's sick and has a little voice of a mouse and Carolyn is like trapped in the mud and trying to get out of that contraption and screaming bloody murder Carson's like um Carolyn I think other people are just twisting their body to get out um you you got it Carolyn and you can't even hear him I know it just shows how endearing he actually is and Carolyn looks like the misfit and the underestimated person that everyone thinks she is she got out though she did get out so I think that wraps up this episode thank you all for listening and we will see you next week bye